So fuck yes, welcome back to the Happy Meal Hotel. Always Brian Joseph with me as always is Jonathan Hardesty. Hi, Chewy Darso. Hi, Emily Blake is back. Hello. Uh, I don't know how long Emily's been gone. I've missed because three episodes. Definitely a month. But I've been, but the way that I've been releasing them, I'm not sure what order they're all coming out because we've uh, been double recording to prepare for Chewy's and mine, baby. I've missed a uh, thousand episodes. Yeah, so it could have been like a whole bunch, or it could be like one or two. <laughs> <It's been laughs> I three, don't really know. It's been three or four Facebook pictures. Yeah. Since. Who? Knows? I'm really bummed about the fact that I missed the last round so I could get dumped. <laughs> Yeah, that, that wasn't the best choice. <laughs> <laughs> Never missing a podcast for a boy again, everyone. Uh, and then this week, although not sitting as a co-host, she's still back at Sam Garrison. Hello. Hi, Sam. Hi. Yeah, it would have felt a little weird not talking Thor or talking Thor without you. I know because I brought it up, and I think every one of the four podcasts I've yeah, we made we on. you brought this one up a lot, and usually you're the only person, other than Chewy, who agrees with me that the Thor movies are the best movies. Uh, yes. Because they're fucking awesome. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, <laughs> no, I really, really enjoyed Thor, but Ooh, the Ooh, that fell apart real fast. <laughs> I have to actually think about that, because I, I don't remember. I, I've never actually chosen which I think is the yeah. best Marvel well, movie. I'm sure we'll get into this on the next episode. Yeah, we'll get in there. Yeah. Oh, that is this episode. Thor yeah. is right now. Oh, this is. I thought we were doing the Tomb Raiders first. No, that's with Tom. He, Thor nice. is happening mm. right now. Oh, shit. And My notes the, are backwards. For the sake of this podcast, <laughs> Thor was, you know... Or was later because Tomb Raider's coming out first. I don't really know. The the whole double recording <laughs> thing is really fucking with my brain time at time. Travel. Come on, honey, we watched so many time travel shows. <laughs> yeah, and all I remember is wibbly wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode is wibbly wobbly. Wibbly part, wobbly one point twenty one. Part gigawatts. of that works into one of my criticisms of this movie. Wibbly wobbly. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Uh, all right, so we'll do a. Uh, actually, here we're gonna do a quick round of plugs first. Uh, I at Gallifrey One, I made a bunch of thirteen Doctor coats that became pretty successful, and one of the pictures went kind of viral. And now I'm taking commissions. If you are a cosplayer, uh, I'm really knocking out those thirteen Doctor coats. Um, but I can do other things as well. If they're fabric based, I don't really do uh, styrofoam or any of that prop shit. But uh, uh, I have a new website called emilyblakesews.com, and you can uh, get me to make you an outfit, and you give me money, and I will give you something and to you'll wear. you'll be beautiful. And you will be, especially if you want to be a 13th doctor. I really mastered that shit. <laughs> it, was, it was the little girl picture that went yeah. yeah. viral, right? Yeah. yeah, that's my coat. She's wearing it. Little Piper. That was really awesome. It was cool. She's adorable. Very cool photo. That's Katie York took that picture. Awesome. Uh, anybody else have something to plug in the front here, or uh, should we I move away from doing? I will plug something that has nothing to do with me. Uh, just because it'll annoy you a little bit. Let's do that at the end of the episode then. Nightwish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely do that at the end of the episode. Uh, okay, so you can talk about that and where have you been doing, which is going up first. You want to talk about that? Sure. All right, where have you been doing? Where have uh, you been doing, Chewy? Well, more what have you been playing all morning? <laughs> Nightwish. Because uh, I am a huge fan of the symphonic metal band from Finland. Uh, which I know just saying that loses a lot of people. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, There's a few people who just hit skip 30 seconds on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are an acquired taste. Uh, they are very, they're they're epic. I mean, they legitimately deserve the word epic. They're not just that because people want to make themselves feel important, but they, <laughs> their music just, it envelops you, at least for me, when I listen to it. Like I, It's like a full-body experience. It makes me think of sword fighting, princesses, dragons, all those things, and in really amazing ways. Very on topic uh, for today. Yeah. And uh, uh, I was very sad that with the whole being preggers and things, uh, we can't spend too much money. And they're playing in Anaheim soon, so with all the like cost of going out to see them and the tickets and everything... I settled on purchasing their new box set, Nightwish Decades, which is a compilation of the last, you know, few decades of them being around. 
Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful box set. I got the vinyl. They also have the CDs and such, and it's beautiful. Like, if you're a fan or interested in getting into this type of music, you want to listen to an opera singer backed up by a heavy metal band, they're a great intro band for that. <laughs> See, I'm, I, I'm not I, a huge fan, but that box set is gorgeous. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Those tickets might be your shower gift just because I desperately <laughs> want to go to a metal show with a I pregnant lady. I think they're sold out. <laughs> like, I, yeah, you'd have to stub hub it or uh, see yeah. it. Yeah. I will find a way. I will find a way. Life uh, finds Don't, a way. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, if you're going to spend that much money on us, we, we need more baby stuff. It's not about what you need. It's about <laughs> my need to go to a metal show with a pregnant It's one. not about you. It's about her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine will be very, very fast. Uh, I replayed Mass Effect 1, and it is still fucking incredible. And that's it for me. How about those uh, elevator load times? It's, you know, They didn't bother me then. They don't bother me now. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a hater. I didn't say I was a hater. I'm not saying you are, but okay. people are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit about it. The it's, hater on what? People got really mad about stupid things because they're gamers and idiots. And it's like, oh, it's oh, a wait for my game surprise. to load. How dare I? Oh, I don't give a shit. Okay. It's still a great game. People can calm the fuck down. <laughs> That's it for me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Next. I'll go. I've been watching Queer Eye on Netflix. Oh, so good. It's so good. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of Facebook posts about that in a way that I was not expecting. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. One of the girls at work recommended it to me who is like, she scares me. And when she (laughs) said that it made her cry, I was like, well, now I need to check this out. And I am so glad I did. It it makes me cry. It makes me laugh. Jonathan and Tan need to be my new best friends. Um, Yeah, it's wonderful. It's Mm. just so neat to see people connecting in what seems like really sincere ways and it's been cool too because as i've been watching episodes i'll see what actually happened to the families afterward mm. and like the one where they redid the house for this family with six kids oh god that episode gave me this, so many horrible feelings so they it's gone a little bit beyond what the original series did it's not just yeah. a makeover show anymore no they like are redoing houses they're helping they're connecting with people but because they redid the house the family was able to sell it and actually move oh. into someplace nicer oh yay nice. yes. that dude needs some sleep he needs some they sleep. i was really horrified then yeah they <laughs> yeah, helped basically. him Flip their house, and he, I believe I need to double check the article, but I believe he's down to one job. Oh yeah, yeah. He was getting two hours of sleep a night. Oof. Yeah, yeah. he's dead. Yeah, you, you would be dying. Yeah, yeah. It was Brian really and sad. Ha- Brian and him would have things to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm running on very little sleep today. Yeah, and did you take your sunshine pill? Nope. I'll take it later. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Welcome uh, after the now none of the <laughs> yeah. uh, no I'm fine. Tell us what uh, you really think about Thor. Uh, none of the original Fab Five are in this one, right? No, it's all new guys. It's all new guys. They're so, really charming, mm. except for maybe Anthony. I don't believe he can cook. Not also. I'm also not totally convinced he's gay. I think he's just an actor. <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> just talk about that at one point we about ran out of like to... I think he's just a, a <laughs> but I actually actor. that's what I like about it is I like it how there's this this runs the gamut it's like the hair and makeup guy is like really like on the one extreme of yeah. what it is to be gay and he then like the Anthony is like on the other you know yeah. and they just sort of all have like and, these in between levels yeah and like Karamo too is kind of yeah. I guess super masculine <laughs> yeah 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 except for his silk bomber jackets I love those <laughs> uh next uh, as I mentioned before, I went to Gallifrey One uh, like a million years ago now, um, and it was really, really fun. That's the Doctor Who annual Doctor Who convention. If you've never been and you're a Doctor Who fan, you should go because it's fucking rad. It's really small. It's at the LAX Hilton, and um, and so this year's the first year that I stayed in the hotel and I spent 
one night, the other two nights I passed out in the room because mm-hmm. one night killed me. I spent one night with this guy named Sean just wandering all over the hotel and just going to each individual party and stopping in, saying hello, having one drink, then going to the next party. So, uh, but anyway, the point is Doctor Who, not parties. Um, kind of. Uh, but lots of cosplayers. This was cool for me because this was the first time that I'd seen other people wearing my stuff um, at an event. Um, I'd People bought my Halloween costumes and then wore them and I never saw them in it. But I kept running into people who were wearing my costumes and that was and they all took a picture together. It was really cool. And uh, I also was on a panel that we had like 12 people in the audience for, which was kind of sad mm-hmm. um, about filmmaking. Um, and it was like it was about fan filmmaking. And our main point was don't. Um, <laughs> so well, I mean, it's true. I never watch any fan made films yeah. like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a really good time. Lots of Doctor Who stuff. Saw David Bradley and Sylvester McCoy was there. It was, uh, was and uh, Rachel Talalay, who's uh, an American and a woman director of Doctor Who, who's worked on a lot of episodes. She and did one of the best she, episodes of Peter Capaldi's entire run. Fabulous. And Which, she talked openly about feminism. There was also a really good feminist Doctor Who panel full of women where they they just were open and honest. Honest, and it was a it was a really cool. Was Jody there? Jody was not there. Damn. Yeah. That'd be uh, pretty cool. Yeah, Sylvester McCoy, I think, was the only doctor who was there. They have a lot of problem with the American. Oh, I guess David Bradley's events. a doctor now too. Sorry, go ahead. So they have a lot of problem with the American doctor events getting the doctors to show up. Yeah. They do sometimes, but yeah. it's not like WonderCon. They had all of them confirmed at one point, and then by the time WonderCon showed up, they'd all dropped yeah. out. We had John. That was at last WonderCon. Year. That was what? when we went to Kamikaze. Oh, that's Kamikaze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We waited in line for two hours, and then we got to them there, and then she said, "I'm so sorry, everyone. No one came." Oh, <laughs> St- Stephen, Stephen Moffat was there wow. this year, and he was really talking to people. And at one point during one of his panels, the girl got up and went, "I mean, I just noticed that sometimes Peter Capaldi seems like a dick," and Stephen uh, Stephen Moffat was like. Um, speaking of dicks, why don't you try rephrasing that question and asking it in a more polite way? Woo. Yeah, he was not fucking having it. <laughs> and, and you know, to his credit, because people are giving him shit left and right, and he's like, nope, you're going to be polite to me, or I'm not going to answer your questions, which yeah, I appreciated. Yeah. I will be polite to Moffat, but I, I would always meet him and go, why couldn't you actually kill anyone? <laughs> That's yeah. an excellent question. No one asked that. Kill your babies. Uh, Just let someone die. Let someone die. <laughs> John, do you have a where have you been doing? A very quick one. I started playing a near Automata. Ooh, you took that plunge? Well, it was the only disc that arrived in Gamefly. I had a huge queue, and you're like, this one isn't available, this one isn't available. Oh, you, you can get the this one. weirdest games on Gamefly. Like, I want a game that will take me 150 hours to beat. What? <laughs> yeah. No. It's more like games I'm not ready to commit to. Uh, that's a real commitment with yeah. Nier. That's why I haven't played it. <laughs> well, I started with it, and it, it's interesting. I'm only like maybe an hour in. Because, of course, I fell asleep while playing. Not because yeah. it's boring, just because I stay up way too late. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think it's time to talk about Thor. Thor, Thor. Thor Ragnarok, to be specific. Um, if you couldn't guess from the episode title that you downloaded. Uh, okay, so this movie came out in November, about a week before Justice League, which was a fun time for comic book fans, uh, or horrible, depending on who you are. Uh, this movie cost $180 million, ended up making around... 850 so i would say it was a success disney probably enjoyed that it got a cinema score as an a plus i think and i was going to read a review and i figured we're probably going to be on the more positive side of this movie so i was going to read a negative review and then when i got the negative reviews all i found was a bunch of the same old bullshit responses and one extremely racist review Uh, not just racist it was also also anti-semitic yes it was also anti-semitic they said that the jews uh 
watered down Norse mythology. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. And I was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, if you want to find is it, not Norse mythology <laughs> at all. Yeah. No, you can find that review on Metacritic. I'm not going to name them or give them the the, the 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 time of reading it. But it's uh, how do they feel about Wonder Woman in the Amazon? I'm know. guessing they didn't like Greek, it. Greek mythology. <laughs> Jews did a number on that. The women ruined Greek mythology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, Gal Gadot's Israeli too. I yeah. Know. Oh, I'm oh, sure God. they weren't a fan. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so instead of doing that, we're just going to skip it. And we're going to move right into a 30-second breakdown. Breakdown, breakdown. Uh, so this week, uh, since Sam's no longer um, a co-host. Out by the mar- is the, do you want to move that head? The mar- behind he's, her? he's fine. He's actually been there the last couple times. Okay. Who, Fievel? No, uh, the marshmallow head. It's freaking. It's kind of freaking me out. Yeah, it's kind of scary, but I kind of like that too. Yeah, since Stay Puff doesn't have uh, pupils, it just looks like he has black voids of eyes. (laughs) (laughs) It's very much a kill me now look. And he's on the. It looks like you got that on the bear, bear's body. We can get Bernie's bear edition. Yeah. Sooner or later, I'm gonna put off. a man in that suit, and one of these days, people are just gonna freak out. Oh my god, it's alive! It's gonna instead be great. Of, instead of man bear pig, it's man bear puff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good joke that no one's going to hear because I'm going to cut this out. Just throw it in at the end. Uh, Okay, Sam, are you ready to do a 30-second breakdown of Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. Okay, so 30 seconds. Oh, sorry. So Thor Ragnarok in 30 seconds. Here we go, 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 go. Okay, so Thor uh, defeats this, like, Balrog-looking motherfucker, comes back to Asgard, realizes that Loki's posing as Odin, calls him out, goes to Earth to find Odin. Uh, Odin dies, but not before telling them about their shitty long-lost sister. She comes back. She breaks Thor's hammer. She knocks them out of the Bifrost on their way back to Asgard. They both end up on Sakaar, Thor and Loki. She goes and takes over Asgard with the help of Carl Urban and his guns. And Thor has to fight his way off of Sikar as a champion. He meets he meets Hulk. They do. They defeat Hela, and they win. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, I decided not to show Sam the timer, so I was seeing how that would go. Then I told the last five seconds in. She pulled it through. It was yeah. pretty fantastic there at the end. I was going to look for the timer. It's in front of me. There we go. Okay. We're there we are. About, there we are. Are we ready to talk about this? Mm. Thor. 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 The lightning. I'm, Thor lightning and God. Loki. It's Loki and Thor. It is. In every movie. <laughs> it's the gun show. Yeah. Welcome to the gun show. It would be weird for me oh, to actually I see a Thor that... movie without Loki. I would be anti-gun regulation if that was a gun show. <laughs> 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 cutoffs for everyone. Oh, I don't go in cutoffs. It's not a good idea. <laughs> I wear them every day. It's your right. Shirts, but yeah. the second Amendment. It's my second amendment right to wear my cutoffs and show my weird-looking arms. <laughs> uh, okay, so, you're not taking those guns away from me. Um, so to start with Thor Ragnarok, I feel we kind of have to start with Thor 1 and 2. A little bit. Um because this movie is very much okay. its own Who movie. Who on the table liked them? Uh, yeah, that's actually a good place to start. Because mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I love Thor. I think it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. I love Kenneth Branagh. I like what he did with it. I thought it was great. I love Thor too, And I know a lot of people don't. But like that one, for me, like they're kind of eh, in the middle. But then the beginning and then the last action sequence about London is just incredible. Thor 2 is dope. And I that love... last action sequence kind of sells it. Yeah. like that's I, I've been rewatching all of them to get ready for Infinity Wars. When I got to that last action sequence, they're jumping through portals. And there's a random monster that's running. Like this scene is just fun. Mirror, mirror. Yeah. Mirror, mirror. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I miss Darcy. 
<laughs> yeah, yes, a little bit. Why uh, don't we keep her and just get rid of Jane? Natalie Portman. Oh, oh my yeah. god, she's so bad. So Insta- her character in the second movie, her character is so useless. Oh my god, why she, is she? She's there? a plot point. She, she's a damsel. She's an object yeah. in in the second movie. But okay, so that's where I came from <laughs> going into this one. Was I really enjoyed this franchise going into this one? What about everybody else at the table? I also I didn't love the movies as deeply as you, but I definitely enjoy them. There's some of my favorite moments in any Marvel film happen in the first Thor film. Just that's I think that's where to me the comedy of Marvel really shined was in that. Um, Beyond just like Robert Downey Jr.'s natural like charisma, yeah. yeah. It's but nice it's to just see what happens when you have real actors not uh, like finding a way not to undercut themselves with mm-hmm. the jokes, but to integrate the jokes into because they're the best acted movies in the Marvel yeah. franchise, barring none. I, I agree. Yeah, except for Natalie Portman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, Natalie Portman doesn't care as much. Yeah, she but Renee Russo th- so good. Anthony Hopkins is so yeah. good. I mean, it was uh, so poorly written for her. I can see if she maybe she, wanted to phone it in. A she bit. cared more in the first one than she yeah. did the second one. But yeah. she had a better uh, role in the first one. Absolutely, exactly. But, yeah. More of a role. But <laughs> yes. okay. That's what a good I was point. saying, um, I lost my track of thought again. Uh, but the comedy for Marvel worked the most for me in the first Thor movie, uh, and ever since, more so ever since. Avengers, they've just kind of gone off the cliff with their humor and don't know how to hold themselves back. Uh, See, I thought they still held themselves back pretty well in two, like with the like the like, with the second Thor from movie. Yes, yeah. I'm just saying the the tipping point for me was Avengers, where I really enjoyed it, and then suddenly it became the norm where everything's a joke, and now I'm annoyed at it. Sure, uh, but <clears throat> and then the second Thor movie, at first I didn't like it as much the first time. I actually like it more on revisits. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Natalie Portman, of course. Yeah, she, I mean, she looks cool in it. I like when she gets her little quibby moments. I really like Natalie Portman as an actress, just mm-hmm. not in the Thor yeah. movies. I like it when she was getting scanned, and they're like, "It's this, this, and this," and she's like, "It's that thing," and it's <laughs> like, like she's trying to stand up to people on Asgard, and it's kind of fun for her to try to hold her own. And but yeah, I wish yeah. they had done more with that. It would have been yeah. more fun for her to try to be like, "Yes, I'm human, but I also can do shit." Uh, but they didn't lean into that. They they lean into the bromance between Thor and Loki so much, uh, which I enjoy. But it really just it made Janeway not important. Not Janeway. <laughs> Janeway. Jane not important. Well, it made her. Janeway was really unimportant. It made <laughs> Honestly, that's probably why they broke up because she's like, "You have such weird feelings for your brother. I don't know how to compete with this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody else Thor 1 and 2 before we move into Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, uh, I find them largely uh, forgettable. I okay, I yeah. do like that portal action sequence. Um, that, I think that portal action sequence was when the first time like the humor kind of connected. Yeah, because everything beforehand was just like I don't know how to approach this. And the relationship between it's them. It's very felt interesting real. that you guys have that feeling, and then we don't, because the different types of humor that different people yeah. can connect to. Yeah, yeah. Because I just felt I honestly, if you ask me what both of those Thor movies were about, I can't tell you. I, I find them. You I don't. Them. When was the last I time just you don't. Them? I don't know. But I mean, they're not that old. I don't. I don't remember anything. And I just find, like, of all the Marvel movies, those are the ones I just care the least about. Hmm. They're not terrible. I just don't. And unfortunately, uh, I think too, the reason people. Oh, sorry. I think the reason people might feel that way, and and like it's totally understandable, is that I feel like Thor has been Marvel's dumping ground for explaining mm. weird shit. The, yeah. The, mm. the previous two films have existed in service of the franchise. Whereas this one is the first one that legitimately hmm. stands alone and tells its own story. That's I mean, I know point. Doctor Strange makes a cameo, but even that feels appropriate to the to this film. But the others have just all kind of been, let's explain what Infinity Stones are, and let's explain that Marvel can get galactic and magical, and here's how it works, and they've all kind of existed in service. Like, yeah. 
people talk about Guardians being the first weird like Marvel's first weird movie and yeah, it's so wrong. unfair because <laughs> yeah because Thor was like the warm-up can we handle yeah. some space action yeah, yeah. Thor's well, like weirdness 101 yeah it's, and but, it's so but you're right it was very much hindered and crushed by like having to set so much up and not spending enough yeah. time like I think that's what didn't connect with me at first yeah Thor the, was uh, the first one that really uh put up uh, Coulson as being important oh, not yeah. just yeah. a side character that's true. and gave us Hawkeye yeah. That, oh, that okay. sequence is so annoying, though. <laughs> let's, let's take a break from the movie to show this man making cool poses. See, that's how I felt about the Doctor Strange scene in this one. But uh, oh, I, I, I think did... because those characters all seem to belong together, and it was yeah. so great to see Loki's reaction to someone. God, I was about to say that was so good. So, okay, so let's move. two bit. Ah. Also, <laughs> just like hot men refilling beer. It might be a sexual <laughs> You're not but, wrong. Okay, <laughs> so, okay, okay, refilling beer with a smoldering look. Let's, yeah. let's, be, let's be real here. Oh, yeah. I Which know. sequence are we talking about now? Doctor Strange. So, okay, so <laughs> if we're going to start with Thor, I'll, I'll start with the only thing that I really have a problem with the movie. And it's not that I think it's a bad sequence. I think it's a very funny sequence. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is a better Doctor Strange in Thor Ragnarok than he was in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yes. Because now <laughs> yes. he's Doctor Strange yeah. and not becoming Doctor Strange. Yeah, like it, it, the sequence is incredible. Yeah. But to me, it just feels like a weird sidestep of like, we need to throw another Avenger in here and we're just going to spend some time over here with this kind of weak excuse of we're looking for his dad but Loki's the reason he's there anyways that's true if you cut out the entire Doctor Strange sequence the plot of the story changes not nothing at all. Not at all. changes it is just a weird sidestep to include Doctor Strange which is cool I'm into it but as coming from like a filmmaker standpoint it's like there was no point to that no. whatsoever that was it's just fun, them trying to be like shared universe we still have to get these tidbits in there can Taco yeah. ITD direct the next Doctor Strange Absolutely. movie fucking yeah. that would, would be, be awesome better. Yeah. god can we bring back Tilda for that I will die <laughs> yeah, I like, will literally die. Yeah, like that would be perfect. <laughs> like he proved that he he gets the Doctor Strange universe as well as he gets the Thor universe. Like in a five minutes, because scene. he's a beautiful genius who understands everything. I, know. I really he want to see Tilda and Kate Blanchett I do, together. I do but it was just so obvious to me while watching this movie <laughs> that out of all, a lot of the act directors that they have pulled onto these films, Tycho understands comics way more than oh, pretty much sure. all of them. And the other ones, you can tell that they care about the comics, but Tycho knows the comics. Yeah, 100%. John, you were trying to say something like three times. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll just that I agree with your thing. That's the biggest problem I had is with that, the Doctor Strange stuff. Yeah. But it has some great humor that count among my favorite in the movie. So oh, I'm very conflicted. It's, that's a, a great sequence. Like, fantastic. The, the entire Adds little nothing. thing between him and Loki, just like, I mean, it was like, what, one, one minute? Oh, yeah. But Loki dealing with people who are power, more powerful than him. It's just perfect every time. He doesn't time. like oh, it. Yeah, also, he hates it. Also, there's a, like, there's a moment where he, Doctor Strange is like, I'm just done with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've never seen yeah. a character in the Marvel Universe just be that finite on a thing. It's like, I'm done with you. And that's it. I'm like, okay, he's powerful. Like it was, yeah. very, it was a very subtle thing. Because we've seen yeah. what Loki can do. So if this right. guy can dismiss Loki like that, he's got. Even if you've never seen the Doctor Strange movie, yeah. you'd still be like, "Holy shit!" And he doesn't yeah. even say, "I'm done with you." He just goes, "Okay." <laughs> that's just, that's I, enough. I think he says like, "And we're done." Something like that. <laughs> and we're done. Like, ah. I, I also really love Thor holding out his hand to his hammer and being like, "Oh, sorry." Yep. As it Oop, bashes sorry. His house. Sorry. <laughs> he is wearing a time gem, though. He can't just reverse <laughs> everything. He'll be fine. I like but. to call that the Harry Potter <laughs> thing <laughs> because of. Uh, that scene is Fantastic Beasts. Sure. <laughs> that scene is great because it's an umbrella that ends up crashing through. <laughs> well, the umbrella is technically what he used to carry back in the golden age of comics. Yeah. That's a clear-cut 
geek yeah, that is comic a book pure... moment there. So for those of you who don't know, before Thor was Thor, he was a random dude who'd wear a suit and tie to work and carried around a magical umbrella what? that when he smacked on the ground, he'd turn to the God of Thunder. That was the original <laughs> Thor. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yep, yep. So... Oh, he does know the comics. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> kidding. That is... So when he w- showed up with an umbrella as a comic book nerd, I was like, oh my God, they're going to do it. Oh my God, they're going to do it. And then when it got to the scene, he smacked the umbrella. I was almost standing up in my seat like, <laughs> <laughs> it was really fucking cool still excited about it now having seen the movie four times it's <laughs> a great scene but so moving beyond just the Doctor Strange thing because for me that's my biggest sticking point in the movie even though I love the sequence I don't think it is necessary to the film but that's still kind of fine the only other thing that kind of bumps me is the tone in the first act not the opening sequence where he's talking to the guy that will eventually destroy everything um but I feel like the first act, and you guys can jump in and tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think the first act has to do double duty of trying to shift us out of the first two's tone and shift us into this movie's tone. And because of that, you get kind of this mixed bag of very serious while making fun of itself. I think it fits in with the themes of the movie. It was so neat watching this after doing the Back to the Future episode. Mm-hmm. Um but it was, uh, I think it fits because this whole thing, the, the whole point of the movie is that you are not beholden to your past. Sure. You get to be your own person. Your fam- uh, it's, it's coming to terms with who your family says you were and who they are and choosing to let that go. And, yep. and I think that's what's kind of neat is everyone walked into this Thor movie with preconceived notions of kind of a middling franchise player in the Marvel Universe. And we get that a little bit at the beginning. We yep. get the standard Marvel stuff of like an, another character. And then hammer's crushed. Fuck it. We're done. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, and, and it really plays into, there's like a great meta narrative, but it plays into the theme of the film. Cause it, it bothered me the first time I saw it. And then I saw it a second time with Taika Waititi doing a Q and a, and he just like, he knew what he was doing without oh, being disrespectful sure. to the previous filmmakers. It was his way of saying, this is my film now. Yeah, and the only t- the only time where it hit slight disrespect for me was the whole mocking the end of the second movie, uh, like complete with the chorus singing the song because like I love the second movie yeah. and that moment actually kind of impacted me. And then watching this one, it's just Sam Neill and company making fun of it, and it's like yeah, I feel like you're kind of making fun of me a little bit, yeah. which is okay, but at the same time. But I think that's also like Loki's perception is kind of the stilted, cynical perception. Oh, for sure, this, totally. Yeah. And I think the fact that they brought in like real actors like Sam Neill and Matt Damon and then uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother, yeah. his older brother Luke, there's a certain <laughs> amount of like risk, like playful. Like these are all it's, people that are close to either the filmmakers or yeah, like whatever it's to a playful, the audience's perception. And like it's playful. It's, it's, it's more of a ribbing than like a, yeah, a complete. They're not punching yeah. down. It's yeah. more like we get it. But the first time I saw it, that for me, like watching that sequence, I'm like, I like that movie. Yeah. Like I, I get that it's not the best of the Marvel, but I still like it. <laughs> well, there's a part of me that would to justify it for myself is it works into the bromance thing about how Thor is constantly like, we need to talk about our feelings. And Loki's like, now. So he's just making fun of Thor's feelings during that entire sequence in a way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I also I, love that the hypermasculine guy is the one with feelings. <laughs> yeah, I, Be still in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they even have a moment in that in this movie where he's like, Loki, we need to talk about things. I know our family's never been good about that. And Loki's like, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's move into just uh, the big Hems himself. What do you guys think of uh, Chris Hemsworth in this one? I It was a mixed bag, again, for me. Because, uh, again, I... 
I have to defend, this is one of those movies where I have to defend my emotions a lot on it because I do really enjoy it while also having a lot of criticisms. Yeah. Uh, one of the big moments that I got, Emily's just giving me this look oh. right now of like, just, you're going to say something, I'm no, going to disagree with it. I'm listening to you. <laughs> She's getting ready to cut a bit. You're, you're resting <laughs> listening face. Stop interrupting her with your eyes. <laughs> um, but the one moment that totally illustrated uh, the one thing part of how they changed Thor's uh, personality in this movie for me was when he got his haircut. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun sequence. Trust me. I enjoy it. It's a really funny sequence. We got Stan Lee about to cut his haircut with this terrifying looking contraption. But and his just, hair's jacked up the rest of the movie, yeah, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> but it's just weird for me to take this man who we already got his becoming a man story in the first movie about, hey, okay, he's an adolescent, blah, 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 even though he's like a thousand years old. And he learns how to really be Thor at the end of the first film. And then it kind of feels like he's, he's doing that again in this one. And when he's getting his hair cut, he just acts like a little boy who's just like, don't cut my hair. No, don't cut, don't cut my hair. I am going to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> you all right. <laughs> because <laughs> well, how does it work for you? I mean, first of I, all, I find it funny, but I don't find it to be Thor in my I mind. I dig short haired Thor, you guys. I, I really am into short hair. I'm mm. not a long haired fan um, okay. on men. Uh, but, uh, uh, I thought it was just like smashing the hammer. Here's taking away all the things that make Thor Thor. We're stripping him down. There goes his luxurious hair. He was so fucking attached to here goes his hammer that he doesn't think he can live without. Like we're, we're stripping. There goes his reliance on family on. He doesn't even have Asgard. Like there's nothing. The Bifrost is not like usable. It's part of stripping away everything that we know Thor to be so that he can sort of rebuild himself so without all his crutches. infantilizing him for a rebirth? Is that what's going on? I don't know infantilizing. I just think that's a joke. I mean, I, mean, I just yes, think that's just joke, him being but, funny. But but, but like, I think the point of cutting his hair is all like, just is, is part of that, taking I, away all the things that he's learned to rely on as far as like what he is. I don't think the problem, though, and I agree with you on this one. I don't think the problem is the cutting the hair. That makes sense. Everything you're saying it's makes the sense. It's the Oh, you're just talking the about the fact that he's yeah. so silly about that it. That he's yeah. acting like a three-year-old going oh, to I get missed, his haircut. Oh, I thought you were talking about the haircut itself. No. Oh, yeah, oh. No, the haircut makes exact, you're yeah. spot on. I totally agree. That's but the, what I'm talking about, yeah. how they made him a man-child oh. when we already got man-child in the first oh, movie. because they wanted but, to bring in Stan Lee and make it funny. Yeah, but here's... You just touched on something which didn't make sense to me the four times I've watched this movie, but you pointing it out like that, I'm like, oh, it kind of works. Uh, the first movie is about him becoming Odin's son, Odin's heir. It is all about him becoming the guy to rule Asgard as the next Odin. This movie is about him becoming Thor. Hmm. He's okay. becoming his own person with his own rules, his own ideas, his own morals, no longer tied to his father. So the first movie is all about shaping him into being the next one in line. This one's about shaping him to being his own man. Speaking of which, I have a question. So at the end, uh, when he's having a little fantasy thing with his dad and trying to like, his dad's like, Neh. and he goes, <laughs> you're not the god of hammers. And then he's like, okay, so you, it's a reminder. You're the god of thunder. Yeah. And then he like comes out of his trance and then he uses lightning. Uh, Comic books. <laughs> I don't, but they made I mean, a big deal everyone about. Everyone associates them together. I, yeah, yeah, but every, but like, I, it was like, you're the god. It would like made a point. Uh, yeah. pointing out that you are the god of thunder and then he proceeds to not use well he can't just go around clapping yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, he could <laughs> I want a thunder you're right thunder <laughs> is a byproduct of lightning <laughs> see I, now I want that movie where he's clapping at his enemies clapping at his ass like... yeah do you feel the rumble <laughs> <laughs> that's how he called his, uh, his uh, hammer <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's a very different movie oh, that's a very different movie <laughs> 
right, but beyond that sequence of the haircutting sequence, okay. uh, I mean, I if, think if that was the mentality of the motivation for it, then yes, that makes complete sense. I think I, I could be wrong, but that's uh, uh, that's what I think. But beyond, I, th- this, I thought they just did it because people thought it was funny. Which I mean, I'm sure it's probably more of it, but Taika's I think he's too smart of a filmmaker to just go straight for laughs. I mean, he does at times, but I don't. He's too intelligent to just go. No, this movie's just for kids. Forget it. One well, moment but, that when. Uh, Thor is being kind of a child, but I actually adore the sequence. It's one of my favorite sequences uh, is when he's with the Hulk in, trapped in their little apartment and he's kicking the ball and he's like, you're being a bad friend. <laughs> you bad friend. <laughs> like, that's still a very childish moment, but that moment completely works for me right there. Yeah. I think, I think that's just being trapped in closed quarters. With <laughs> you're kind of yeah. there on. I agree with what you're saying about that. But at the same time, I think there's also a playfulness that Taika Waititi uses in this movie. That, oh, for sure. That takes a while for calibration in this. And I think that scene is probably where it breaks for some people. Even me, where I had yeah. where I had pacing problems at the beginning. It's that. It's that thing where I was like, ooh, okay, you're, you're doing this kind of silliness. And then you're going to kind of divert and kind of recalibrate to be like what we like most in this movie. Oh, I had that at the very beginning. The very the- opening of this movie when he's dealing with, um, uh, I forgot his name, the Just Balrog. Call- yeah. Uh, and he's on the chain. Ball Greg. And he's on the chain, and uh, he's got doing his big dramatic I'll villain thing. Again. And he's like, "Oh wait, no, yeah. let me. I'll come back to you. I'll go to." I'm like, "It's the same. I had that same emotion at that moment that I had in uh, Last Jedi when the, during the phone conversation. Yeah. Uh, of like, okay, am I am I on board for this, or yeah. am I not? And oh. I decided I'm on board for yeah. this. Oh, this is on the movie board. I'm watching. Yeah. 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 Um, but. Beyond just those couple of sequences, I think this is the best job Chris Hemsworth has done in a in a Marvel film. Well, because he's a great comedic actor. Well, he is. His comedic timing is fucking perfect. But just beyond that, like I was talking to a friend of mine at work about it, and it's like I give more credit for Chris Hemsworth in this one than any of the other ones because he has a lot of scenes where it's just him and the Hulk, mm. and you never question the Hulk as a CGI creature. He no. plays off him as if he's a real person. Talk about his and, eyeline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah good yeah. job, scripty. Yeah. Like yeah. the movie, like it. It did such a good job. Like the effects are great, eighty-five percent of the time. There's yeah. a few things with reshoots where, like, the green screen's a little obnoxious, but oh, whatever. The scene with the dad on the cliff Oof, is yeah. the worst. Scene. There's some rough ones in there, but like, there, it's more good than bad, so I kind of forgive it. Um, but just the him talking to the Hulk, you buy that they're both totally there, and because the effects hold up, and because their performances are there, like, it doesn't feel like it's Chris Hemsworth talking to, say, Roger Rabbit. Like it's him talking to another person, and. That would not work if Chris Hemsworth wasn't giving it his all. Yeah. I have a question. Do you know, is that Mark Ruffalo? Is he on set or is that somebody else? Is I honestly do mocap? Don't. Do we know how they do I, that? Everything that I've seen, it's it's mocap. Because he's talked yeah. in interview to, of interviews about how the thing, he calls it his man-canceling yeah. suit because it's like really awkward. But he is he is on set. He is the Hulk because they're doing, okay. and, and yeah. I don't think it's just after the fact doing his facial features because even as Hulk, he has... The Mark yeah, Ruffalo yeah. mannerisms, but I believe yeah. he's on set oh, cool. all the time. That's cool. I think he was. Yeah. yeah, from what I've seen, like just kind of behind the scenes stuff, like it looks like he was there for scenes where he's not like in his Tony Stark outfit. Mm. And uh, that might not be true for like the fight sequences and stuff. I yeah. would imagine they have a stunt person in there, but I, I think for the most part, it's Ruffalo. I think so. Mm. And you can totally tell they map his face on that mm. one sequence where he's in the monitor and then it goes over with the Hulk's face. Mm. And it's like, oh, that is just Ruffalo's yeah. face. Like they just kind of, it just kind of felt like a victory lap for them. Like, hey, it's real. <laughs> we did it, guys. Uh, also, uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth is more confident. Like he's he's now been in this like as Thor three movies four ish five 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 ish. Wow, I lost count. Um, and he's now he's like a second skin to him. Yeah, 
like the first movie, it seems like okay, he's a little stuffy. There's like a stuffiness to the first movie in but his that's, performance, which, I, which that's makes Brana. sense. I mean, yeah, that's Brana. That's Brana. But like in this, he's Thor. There's that's he's Thor. Yeah, there, there's like no different. Like huh. he doesn't break it for me. He's also, he's I've never had that. I've always humans. felt like he was comfortable being Thor. I think so. T- the stuffiness never bothered what? me because I was watching Kenneth Branagh movie. So yeah. Yeah. maybe that's why he's infantile because maybe he's just spent a lot of time around humans now. So he's become less stuffy, and now he's just like, ha, ah, I so, tell jokes now. Yeah. <laughs> so all, human, all humans are children because they only live to be 80. <laughs> I think, too, this was the first time the movie had kind of been written for Thor. In yeah. the other movies, they were always doing service to Loki mostly, but, mm. you know, really trying to write so that Anthony Hopkins would do the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give him a reason to show up because he's such a crotchety dude. I feel like yeah. in this, he only showed up just so he could do that scene where he's like, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... but- yeah, I, just, I think you're right. Yeah, he's, it, it, it's finally his film and his franchise. Yeah. Everyone else is taking a back seat to him. He gets to own it, and he's working with a director and a writer that understand what to do with the character and him yeah. as an actor, like to play to his strengths. Well, that and to just fully embrace the fact that this is, you know, it, it's Thor. It's a, but not like the Norse mythology Thor. It's a comic book it's Thor. Crazy like Thor. it's crazy. Yeah. It's colorful. It's nuts. And like I agree with the uh, there was an honest trailer that came out for uh, last week or two weeks ago whenever the yeah. this episode comes out where they talk about how this is like one of the first ones that actually look like a comic book movie and that's where I usually go like that's why I love I DC the, movies because they the look quote like comic book from, movies. From uh, how it should have ended was it's the first movie that really recognizes this was a comic book written by dudes on acid in the seventies yeah well, that, yeah that was the uh, honest trailer oh, oh the honest also trailer. like yeah. when when Loki referenced like turning him into a frog. Yeah, like these are clearly yeah, like you said before, these are clearly yeah. people who understand comic books. Yeah, and they're willing to make because my my major issue with Marvel a lot of the times is that I feel like they're more concerned with grounding their films than with making comic book movies, which is it's worked for them time and time again, and they've made great movies. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but uh, there's sometimes where I just want to watch a fucking comic book movie, and like even Guardians, they kind of grounded a little bit. Mm. And this one, it was the first time where I've seen them just go fuck it. It's a whole movie of just fuck it. We're gonna have fun making a comic book movie, and it was just beautiful and a blast and awesome the soundtrack is phenomenal yeah even though there's works. a couple times that it makes me think of stranger things but that's just <laughs> sure. my own fault for watching that opening too many yeah. times uh, it's uh, mark Mothersbaugh from yeah. Devo <laughs> oh, doing the music and i'm just like so cool when i saw his name on there i was like that's okay yeah that makes sense yeah love it i love the mark Mothersbaugh resurgence that's happened lately because i just think i mean rugrats was such a big part of growing up for me that yeah I just I love him already. Yeah, and Devo is a big part of just me existing as a human in this world who likes eighties music. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I love that I love that Lego Movie kind of gave us him like gave yeah. him to us again, and I love that Taika Waititi just put him to like perfect use here. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean they were using and that they use like real synth keyboards and stuff. He yeah he talked about in the Q and A like they actually had. A, a keyboard that Robert Moo gave to Mark Mothersbaugh mm. <laughs> doing some of the synth work in this, which is so cool. That's really cool. It just like commits to its time period in a way that doesn't, because it's not a, a time period thing. No. It's, it's, it's the aesthetic. Yeah. The- I also love, compared to Guardians, the, the second Guardians, my beef, and I talked about this on the episode, was that the movie seemed to exist in service of the music. Sure. And this one, the music kind of just works for this weird this weird world that they've created where there, it looks like every shot looks like an album cover. And yeah. It's so dope. There's a part yeah. of me that really wants to, there's, I always have those moments where I want to go through and collect scenes from movies that do the same thing. 
Uh, my biggest thing is I really want to someday have the time in my life to go through every movie that has uh, reversed the polarity and put that into mm. a never-ending stream. <laughs> uh, but the ACDC song of the... Because oh, so it- that's been used so oh, many times Ze- in so many movies. <laughs> Led Zeppelin, sorry. <laughs> and it's just like you would think at some point that song is going to get overused. Mm. But now it's it will. still, it's still what also effective. has like lines yeah. in it about that match up well. Yeah. I think yeah. you know, Land of the Ice and Snow yeah. and all. There's uh, a, there's a it matched up with this movie perfectly. Yeah. Again. First time in a while, it's worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't really talked about anybody else in the movie yet, so let's uh let's actually talk let's Mark go Ruffalo. Through the actors. Yeah. Let's just go through the actors. I let's... think that was the the biggest. It's not a mistake. I know it was done on purpose because they decided marketing was more important. But revealing that the great champion he was gonna have to defeat was the Hulk in yeah. the trailer that would have been a great surprise that would have been yeah. such an awesome reveal and we yeah. all went in knowing who he was and the movie didn't know that we knew who it was even right. though they should have yeah. predicted that so it who was could just, this champion yeah, be it's like I shut up I really yeah. missed the fact that I knew although that line he says when he says like I know him he's a friend from work did you know that line was actually given to them by a make-a-wish kid who yeah. was yeah. on set yeah. that day that's that. really cool I love that but the the thing is Again, as a comic book nerd, if they had not told us it was the Hulk, when he showed up, I would have been excited and incredibly disappointed because I would have assumed the whole time going up, it's going to be Beta Ray Bill. Mm. And I would have been like, I can't wait for Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill's going to be in the movie. I can't wait. Oh, it's the Hulk. That's still really cool, but fuck, I want Beta Ray Bill. But and everyone also, who's never not you. Hulk. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're but just, everyone who's not you would have been excited. Well, there would have been a because there is a lot of rumors swirling that Beta Ray Bill mm. might be in this movie, yeah. and all of us were really excited, and then and he didn't show for up. For me, it was with the swirl of whether or not we were going to get a Planet Hulk movie. Oh, that was never going to happen. It's still frustrating that we're never getting an independent Hulk movie. Yeah. I they Universal. Uh, I know it's frustrating. Yep. Yeah, bunch of fuckers. I work for them, okay? <laughs> I do as well. Yeah, I love the Hulk. Yeah, I, I, My two favorite Marvel characters are the Hulk and Thor, so this movie is like right up my alley, hmm. but it would have been cool to have Beta Ray Bill in yeah. there. You know, my only, my only beef with the Hulk is that they talk about how if he transforms into the Hulk after he becomes Bruce again, he might not come back. Yeah. So we don't really get the feel, because it happens so quickly, and... and Maybe it's better for it, but we don't really get the feel of the sacrifice he makes to yeah. save a planet that is not his own. Yeah, they um, really a, gloss over that. Yeah, yeah that's that happens huge, too fast. Yeah, that's a huge moment when you think and about it, the implications. And it's undercut by him falling on the. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. One, that's one of the yeah. moments where like we didn't need that comedic beat. We yeah. didn't yeah. need that one. That's a conflicted moment for me because. I... <laughs> It's funny. So it's funny. It's funny. Because of the sound, the thook, and then yeah. like, the, the ragdoll thing. But it was but on yeah. rewatch, you're like, I wish they could have just yeah. held yeah. that and, moment. And it had nothing to do, it was just for comedy. Yeah. There was no yeah. plot because then he turns into the Hulk immediately after. Yeah. Yeah. Is the he only... the Hulk at the end of the film yes. when he's yes. sitting in the throne? Yep. yep. Okay, I couldn't remember if he was or not. But the only two moments that missed that beat for me was that one and then when he breaks out of the, the jail cell Throws with the ball. The ball. Yeah, yeah. Like those are two moments that could have been clear, badass character mm-hmm. moments and instead we undercut with the joke. But that's Marvel now. Like you have to yeah. go yeah. in expecting that's that. That's what they're or, always going to do at this point. Yeah, that that's yeah. they like that, they're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, sorry um, I like it. It makes the kids humor. giggle. Yeah. <laughs> but e- anyhow, so Mark Ruffle in this movie, I actually I liked what he did with his character. Like it was uh obviously it was a director choice, but I like the whole idea that the longer he's the Hulk, the smarter he gets. Like, he's growing up. Like, he was a baby when he first became the Hulk, and the more time he spends with that, he grows up, he learns to talk, become a human, mm. essentially. Well, not human, but you know what I mean. Sentient. Uh, yeah. And then I love him when he's out of the Hulk. Like, the whole, the way, it's really underplayed, I think, almost to a fault, but it still works of the whole, he has to deal with the fact that he was the fucking Hulk for two years and had no control over anything. 
and there's a few lines of dialogue in there, but I like that whole mentality of now he's he was always afraid of the Hulk because he was afraid of what he would do as the Hulk. Now he's afraid of the Hulk because he thinks he's going to lose himself mm. to it, and that's a very different fear. Yeah, it's probably because of the Hulk growing up, because then the Hulk has more self agency and it's harder to control that. Yeah, and I, and I didn't pick up on it the first time I watched this movie, but on the rewatch when he's turning back into Banner and he's doing he's, the thrashing, he's going no Banner. Yeah, the whole time is really mm. like, oh, it's kind of like. He's dying in a way every time he becomes Bruce Banner. It is my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, it's it's a really good emotional beat that uh, there's so many of these things that the first time I saw it, I'm like, yeah, they should have spent more time hitting that thing. And I'm like, no, on rewatch, I'm like, no, I think it works. It's just, yeah. it wasn't what I expected when I sat down to watch the movie. I, one of my favorite things is the way that Thor has no idea why the sun is going down works. So yeah. he just keeps <laughs> fucking saying it because he doesn't understand it, but he knows those are the magic words. <laughs> he just doesn't have, you know, the feminine touch. I just no. like, I want to say, and next time any one of my friends is like getting upset, I'm just going to be like, the sun is going down. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of Tessa Thompson in this? Oh my God. She's so amazing. Cool. Do you think they'll give her her own movie? No. no. This is no. Marvel. Yeah. Can they have, have they're going to give any of their women their own movies? Can they at least acknowledge <laughs> that she's a lesbian? That'd be cool. No. no. So it's Marvel Disney no. for you. Yeah. I mean, the, they will they will do everything they possibly can to not actually say those words. They'll give her a really cool best friend. <laughs> they they gave her a little the moment. The in the, in the <laughs> flashbacks, <laughs> they have a very clear moment between her and another Valkyrie mm. where yeah. one Valkyrie is running to her and takes a sword in the back and then you see her face mm. looking at the other Valkyrie where clearly there's a little thing there. Like, whether or not it's camaraderie or actual lover or whatnot, there's more, because she's not looking at Hela in that sequence. She's yeah. just looking at that one Valkyrie. So then you get Dis the hint. Maybe. Then Disney steps in. Oh, look at this joke. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's no. They actually that, didn't punctuate no that joke one. No, no, but like, but like, they want they they will do anything to say it, not yeah. to be definitive yeah. on that. So. Oh yeah. I'm but glad I do, they didn't make her fall in love with Thor. Thank yes. You. Yeah. Yes. I like that. I, I liked how she kept flirting with Thor. Yeah. Thor's terrible at flirting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I, love, I my favorite was when she like comes flying off the other ship, lands on his windshield. He's like, "You want to get inside?" And she's like, "Ah, I'm not done." <laughs> flies off to another spaceship. <laughs> I love I, her intro too. I, I love. Just, oh, she's she plays, the girl I want to hang out with. She's so cool. Yeah. Like she's a good drunk. Yeah, oh, great man. drunk. Such that fall drunk. again made me laugh so hard. I think I have a thing with like falling accidents <laughs> yeah. in movies when they play in that That's way. That's because yeah. you're a dad. <laughs> Slapstick comedy and is now your life. Yeah, I have is. not seen her in too many projects, honestly. But we just recently saw Annihilation. Yeah, and seeing a complete opposite character uh, in Annihilation that she's portraying towards this one. Cool. Gave me more respect for her performance or on the uh, You didn't watch uh, Westworld, but even no, in I, Westworld, no, I she's never a completely saw Westworld. different character. Yeah. Like she, she, she's a good actress. Yeah, she's very good. She's and so good in Dear White People. people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never saw that either. It's really good. But like, I, I know Marvel won't give her her own movie. I'm hoping that if she can get some sort of traction on her idea of like the female Avenger film, that they would give that, would that to her. Because um, she's the one who's really pushing for it, and if they give her any she's credibility, like DC is trying to do with uh, Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn, mm -hmm. like if they give her that same sort of treatment of like pitch us a movie, if we like it, we'll make it, which is essentially what they did with yeah. the Harley Quinn thing. As that, long as they don't make them all sassy. Well, they <laughs> will. You guys That's know normal. my opinion yeah. of that so one sassy. article about Captain Marvel because yeah. we need to give sassy. our women finger guns and make them sassy. I'm yeah. so I'm so mad about Captain Marvel. She's why doesn't she have the mohawk? Why isn't she an adult woman? I, I love. 
I love Brie Larson. She's super talented, but Captain Marvel, like, the whole thing is that she's seen some shit. She's been in war. She's, she's a captain. killed people. Yeah. She is a captain. She's earned that. Make her 40. Don't be scared. No, but yeah. she needs to be a young, sassy lady. Sassy. Anyway, sorry. Give sorry. her a mohawk. And you're going to cut uh, this all out. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I like bashing on that movie. Was, I, there's so bashing, many things I want from the Captain Marvel I'm just bashing on movies. Marvel, and they're yeah. like, we're going to be really good to our female characters later. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't made one last, yet. It was like 12 years. <laughs> but here's the thing is I think Tessa Thompson, for me, as a supporting female character, because we haven't had a lot of good supporting yeah. female characters. We really have Black Widow right. and Scarlet Witch, and both of them kind of get the short end of the stick in every movie they're in. Because no one in those movies knows she what to do with She does get to hold them. her own more and in she, this movie she than She holds her own. Do. She has legit moments, and she has her own agency. And yeah. like she can make her up on her own mind. And like So they did better with her, but I don't... Again, I don't want to give the credit to Marvel just because that's who I am. I think it was all Taika. I, yeah. Taika and um, Lee Thompson. Yeah. And, Tessa. Yeah. Yeah. Tessa. Tessa Thompson. I'm yeah. Trying, to, trying not to say Leah Thompson. But either way, like, <laughs> that'd be a very different career. <laughs> I know. But like, it's just. It's very interesting music. It really music. just comes out in her performance and in her direction, like yeah. you're saying. Because they. Yeah, she's more than just boobs and butt, like what they kind of make a Black Widow out mm. to be a lot of yeah. times. I loved in this movie that every woman character was there for the fight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know Hela's a little sexy, but so are the dudes. You know, the, yeah. the whole Thor Oh, everyone's family. sexy in Terrifying. The, yeah. the whole Odinson family loves showing their shoulders, and I am here for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hope know. someone hires me to make that costume. Yeah, they, yeah the Thor family... Very good posture. Yeah, you yeah. know how to carry Everyone. themselves. Yeah. yeah. So, but even though she was sexy, she was like ready for a battle. She was there to move. She was there to fight. She was in charge. And Tessa Thompson, like her armor was meant to fit her and be functional, and she yeah. could and take movable. down and fight or, with yeah. Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're we're forgetting Topaz. Gamora. Gamora was also pretty badass, but yeah, Gamora's. Very I kind of forgot. But, but her yeah, entire just, agency is about taking down her father. Yeah. And sidelining yeah. her so that she can have a romantic subplot that she wouldn't suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and Topaz, my girl Topaz. Topaz is oh, cool. I love her. I like Topaz. <laughs> I also like. Uh, did anybody else have the Blu-ray of the DVD, the short film of Team Daryl? Yes. Oh my God. Who's Poor- Topaz? Topaz is uh, um, Jeff Goldblum, who we'll talk about next. Oh, I keep right forgetting. Hand. I just think of him as the master. Oh, yeah, grandmaster. grandmaster. <laughs> so yeah, the girl great. who's always to the to the Take left it. or right. Why are you giving me the milk stick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't take my quote. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> But, but she just insults Valkyrie. Oh my god! Trash. Yeah. Like, oh my god. She I'm does always not she's like her. Uh, beginning with a B. Trash. Yeah. I love that. No, booze, booza. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she's so wonderful. But Jeff Goldblum in this movie was so in Phase Three. Marvel decided to start bringing in what they are calling legacy actors, which I think is a really weird term for people who are just actors. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, but they said the that legacy what, here. Well, it was Kurt Russell and Jeff Goldblum were the two. They're like, oh yeah, you're gonna see Y'all, more. This like, was the first real Jurassic Park sequel. There was a. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Jeff Goldblum. I will acknowledge this and no others. If only they were in the same scene together. <sighs> so okay. close. Um, but I think Jeff Goldblum in this movie, because both him and Kurt Russell in Guardians 2, uh, they did what I didn't expect them to do, which was give a shit. Because there's something about these sorts of actors where it's like, oh, yeah, you're being hired because people remember you from 20 years ago and you were awesome then. Can you just show up and cash a paycheck that I kind of had this fear of? But both Goldblum and Kurt Russell are like, all right, yeah, we're going to show up and actually act in these roles. And Jeff Goldblum's Grandmaster, like, he... He's sassy. Sure, he's sassy. But he's like the center point in the movie that without him, the majority of the film doesn't work. And it's like, he does such a good job as like this oddly pivotal role. 
and I, he's just he entertains me every second he's on screen. He somehow Pete Goldblum and still giving a great performance. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. His character is one of those people where I'm like, how did you come into power exactly? Because he's not very threatening on his own. He definitely needs his support staff. He doesn't yeah. have, literally, he has a staff. Uh, and it's just like, did he just get the melt stick? And <laughs> then he just started melting people and so they love, agreed with him? Like, I love the, the post-credits where he's just like, uh, yeah, you had a revolution, but you need someone to fight against. So I did my part. We'll call it a tie. <laughs> I think it's his, his pure likability in those moments where it's like, oh, yeah, that's probably why. Well, and the psychological yeah. warfare he raged wages on anyone like that that whole sequence where thor's in the chair and he's like no one loves you yeah <laughs> you owe your allegiance to the grandmaster like this guy's a total scumbag yeah. oh like, yeah if, if he were anywhere else and, and anyone else in any other context he'd be like just a total like he'd be a great scientologist yeah. i mean he also yeah. melted his own cousin right in front yeah. of thor yeah. so it's yeah. just like hey you want to fight he's, back look what's gonna happen to my a, cousin he's a cult leader yeah and that's what's so great yeah. about that's it. how he raised the power cult okay. yeah 100 right. i joined that cult <laughs> yeah, he, he looks cool he also yeah <laughs> he, he does look cool he has a yeah. fabulous wardrobe yeah and I like the little paint on his chin mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. i think it was a good surprise for this movie because the trailers uh were promising a very just like phoned in character I, that's what yeah. i expected going in is like oh they just got jeff goldblum and they were so excited they forgot what to do with him you know, i know that's not the case talk about these quote-unquote legacy actors yeah because dc has also been doing that for a long time but in the tv shows yeah honestly i can't come up to mind with any single one of them that hasn't given a shit yeah no like when they show up they show up to play and it's yeah. it's really it's it, like they they know why they're there and they appreciate it yeah they, they appreciate the fans I well mean, yeah. fat russell crowe's jor-el needed some work <laughs> and i say this is a connoisseur of fat russell crowe <laughs> but you know even his weakest is just better than everybody else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there is something to be said about like it, it's it's one of those things that keeps my faith in marvel like it, it's because like they're they're at the point now where they're a fifteen sixteen billion dollar company like industry, uh, they make more money for Disney than any other property Disney has. Like they they are like they could do really whatever they, they were want. A good investment. Yeah, and and we'll keep going. And the fact that they're they're still trying, they're still trying new things, they're still doing cool new things. It's it's awesome. It's exciting to see. And like this is, if this is what they're planning for um, phase four, because phase four they've kept saying that it's going to be less end of the world more personal stories and this one is not mm -hmm. the end of the galaxy it's the end of asgard and even asgard it's just more of the city it's that kind of destroyed. even more weird that they're doing captain marvel then since she's all about saving the world in space yeah so we'll <laughs> see but if, if this is more of what they're going for of like more director vision direct like films with more like style and I, i'm into it I'm, I'm up for I'm, it i'm always willing to see what they're going to do and i'll always be here with my criticism and yeah. my love <laughs> Uh, what haven't we hit on this movie? Like what? There's lots of actors we haven't hit on. Go for it. Um, one of my personal favorite actors, I feel is wasted. Look, granted, he still gave his all, but I just don't think they gave him much to work with, honestly. Uh, Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. <laughs> Who can we talk about his head? <laughs> I do not recognize him because his head has grown. Really? It's enormous. I now. Mean, he had a, probably a bald cap on. So no, I mean, it's like he's just bulked the fuck up. Yeah, that he's dude. huge. Like, yeah. He's huge. He, but he plays Scourge, and he's a character that in the comics that I'm just not familiar with. Uh, Brian did tell me that the gun thing is pulled directly from the comics, yep. so I can respect that. Uh, but the my biggest issue is I never like the regretful, 
I'm definitely going to be a hero at the end character. I never like it in any movie. They're like, oh, I'm going to attach myself to this bad guy. But the whole time, I'm just going to look like I'm like feeling bad about it. I, and then it's like, cause so every time they'd cut to him and he'd look down and look mm. morose. Like, oh, I don't actually want to you kill have the anyone. Whole run, you have the whole runtime knowing he's going to do it. Yeah, so there's, there's just no like, like oh, I'm there's just no drama. annoyed in every scene. Uh, the at drama is in how, and it's because of Des and Troy <laughs> from Texas. I mean, I understood all his, yeah, and I understood all his decisions. Why he, you know, you understand why he sides with her, and you understand why he changes his mind. Yeah, you understand because it's so cookie cutter. It's, you've seen it a thousand times. I think There's no drama in it to me. That thousand. I enjoyed it. Here's my thing with it, and it, it's, again, just going, I've said it a billion times, comic book nerd on it. It's Marvel always had the best lackeys. They always had the best, like, here's your ultimate villain. This is the goddess of death. In any other Marvel movie, it would just be her. And how but is since he this guy went, or some guy with no personality sure, she uh, ends up but, killing later? Yeah, but it would just be the one villain. And yeah. this one did what so far only the original Captain America done, which Chewie pointed out to me last night. It had the lackey. Like Marvel always has that lackey right-hand <laughs> guy that will try to betray okay. him at the end, tries a chicken so out. he's just standing there looking morose. Like yeah. what does he do that makes him an interesting character other than having guns at the end? I mean, the thing is, I don't... some funny jokes. Does he? He has a shake weight, and he is Carl Urban. And I love what? when what? he runs in, and he's like, it's the Thor. Son. Carl yeah. Urban is on my cheat list. Trust me. I love <laughs> Carl Urban. Urban's amazing. But I can, like like Carl I always Urban's say, I can love list. you, and I will still criticize you, and I think you pull his character out of this movie, it affects nothing. Yeah. No, it affects nothing story-wise, but it definitely affects something charm-wise. Like the the charm of having the villain and her lackey. I love he it. He does nothing as her lackey. The lackeys never do. They're a fucking lackey. It's a great <laughs> it's also a great source for exposition for her. Because otherwise she'd just be pontificating yeah, about a, yeah. all this crazy shit. That that so they gave her, her someone to give exposition with, too, who had a personality. Who would be, like, of... appropriately incredulous and a little too stupid to comprehend yeah. just yeah. how bad this is. I wish they would have hired someone I didn't care about then to play the role. Because for someone like Carl Urban, who I believe is an amazing actor, has a ton of screen charisma, he is wasted on this. And then this is what he gets in the Marvel Universe. He could have played an amazing villain at some point in one of the Phase amazing 4 films. Amazing villain and Marvel don't really go Yeah, together. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but better well, than what... Hela. We, I mean, we Hela. haven't really talked about her much. Better than what he got. Like, I feel like this is just a cheat to Carl Urban's potential. And just, he's not a side actor to me. He's a leading man. And just... I feel a little betrayed by him taking that role in a way. Can I take something Emily said just now? We haven't talked much about Hella. Yeah, I was going to get to her. I have a very serious question, though. Yeah. She's not dead, right? No. No. Okay. If they kill her, I'm going to be pissed. Well, because they keep saying Osgard is the people, and she draws power from it. But then they bring about Ragnarok. So does her power come from the people? Does her power come from the place? She's not dead. She's not dead. Honestly, okay, every time they say, because they hint at Thor also getting his power from the people. I'm like, are they just sucking the power out of the (laughs) common people? And that's why they need to keep them alive? (laughs) Like, are they like these weird, like, parasites (laughs) to the community? But uh, so here's the thing is, uh, yes, is is Hela dead? It depends on what the Russo brothers want to do with her. If they want to use her, then no. If they if they don't, like Thanos, the budgets don't want to use her. He's like court and death, right? Yeah. So the the I actually want that explained. I I thought so Thanos is not courting her. She's a totally different god of death. I, I see. That's where I don't know. I don't know if Hell is a different god of death than yeah, the god of death. Yeah, I hope they're death. gonna I, bring in two different gods of death. Yeah, because in 
if you read Infinity Gauntlet, which is what the upcoming Infinity War is based on more so, uh-huh. it's, the beginning of the book is all Thanos talking to the goddess of death, going, why don't you love me? I've done everything you've told me to do, and, and she's not responding, and he's very upset and sad that she's not responding and being so distant. And then his lackey, because all Marvel villains had a lackey, is like, you haven't done what she told you to do. She's mad that there's more people alive now than there are dead. She wants you to balance the scale. So you have to go kill one third of everyone in the galaxy. And that's what kicks off infinity gauntlet. And that was all just to prove his love to the goddess of death. So the but if you look at the goddess Thanos of death, this is a villain is because he's in the friend zone and he's really unhappy about <laughs> sure. it. Sure. Well, I mean, well, he was a villain before that, yeah, but because he found a woman with standards. standards. Yeah. <laughs> what you just described, Brian is why. Yeah. I mean, she's probably, I guess now I'm thinking she's probably dead. Cause Thanos wouldn't follow her with, with how like, the mo- these movies end their one-off villains so quickly and so like it's frust- to a frustrating but she, point. Yeah, but they, yeah. they did something with her that they haven't done with anybody else, which they made her a gargantuan threat from the past. Yeah. So if Thanos is the being that he's supposed to be and has existed okay. forever, there's a reasonable thought that she had already interacted with him back before she was banished. Okay. And they actually show her killing people, which yeah, a lot of the villains. They usually like, kill one usually, unnamed person. Yeah, and that's it. like also, she laid waste to the Warriors Three. Yeah, she, yeah, definitely. I I like to I I and I also think she has a point in that it's like you wanted all this and you oh, like to pretend this is not how you got it. She's you totally know? a woman spurned. Yeah, yeah. And but I also like want to talk about that headdress. Um, how much did it weigh? What was it made of? I have I have so how many, often like, did she actually wear it? Because yeah, times was it CGI? CG? Yeah. Was it, she Someone takes it on and off a lot. It's it's mostly CG. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Taika talked about someone Maybe asked him about that in the in the um Q in and the a. Q&A and he was like, yeah, he's like Kate Blanchett is a very strong woman, but no one's neck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. I, I even That's remember it's going to be hard to replicate for cosplays. Even with Angelina Jolie in uh Maleficent. Maleficent, she complained, well not really complained, but she would talk about how difficult and hard mm-hmm. it was on her neck for just two horns, yeah. let alone like six. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Most of that outfit, actually, it's really neat to see the behind-the-scenes footage, how much of it is just, a, like, kind of a morph suit with, like, dots on it. Because the, the whole suit, or her whole yeah. second skin is very much alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, for cause again, for cosplayers everywhere. Sorry. God damn it. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> the dollar amount just keeps going up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a little pricey. I, yeah. yeah, and Good, I just... Emily, make that money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could do it. They established her so well as being a legitimate villain, which a lot of the Marvel ones aren't, that it does frustrate me to think that she'd be dead again. Especially because they they establish her as a legitimate villain. She's more threatening than almost every Marvel villain we've had so far. And she has very good motivation. But they lock her to Asgard the whole time because they take the sword so she can't go anywhere. So most of the time she's being this great villain, she's just... Putzing around Asgard, going, yeah. I could be really great if I wasn't handcuffed to this city. And, well, it, and why would a goddess got of death be? She's an interdimensional be... Balrog that she can ride. Yeah, because like, oh, points. Everybody. When when you see the when you see the final sword stabber, there's a of green, and you don't know if that's her teleporting, being teleported, or dying. It could be any one of the three. Let's hope for teleporting. Yeah. Let's hope for teleporting. Yeah, you don't have again. the body. You don't know they're really dead. You know, and you're right, because if we we have a scene and it doesn't get spoiled for us, and then suddenly like she pops up, your immediate reaction is going to be, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, because now we know how powerful it is. She took Thor's eye. She's yeah. not to be trifled with. <laughs> Can we talk about that eye? <laughs> you mean the, the keep your eye closed. Keep your eye closed. We're going to tape it closed. We're going to put a lot of eyeshadow on it. <laughs> I could see 
his eyelashes in oh, the movie theater. No. I'm like, I see them. They're there. What I think that was supposed to be is that the eye came out and then he just closed his lid. Okay. <laughs> That's the only way it makes sense. So he's kinda, winking the rest of the uh, movie. I kind of love the parts of this film that are a little seamy like that. Yeah. A lot of it felt that way. And I don't mean that in a bad way, especially because I just went back and watched the Lord of the Rings movies yeah. for the battle. Um, it's so interesting. There's like a, it's the most New Zealand film. Oh, for there's sure. There's that mm-hmm. grimy Kiwi, like, we're just going to do this with like a toothpick and a camera. Well, you yeah. would, you would get Taika playing that with Cor- Cor- Korg. Korg. Yeah, it's fucking, that's so great. His his voice is so, like, Cork is the New Zealand funny. accent, a little like, gentle. boyfriend that I hate. <laughs> but, but, I tried to start a revolution, but I didn't. I didn't have enough pamphlets. Pamphlets, so only my mom and a boyfriend came. (laughs) My mom and a boyfriend, which I hate. (laughs) Get out of here, ghost! (laughs) Like there's. He was adorable. He was fantastic, and it's it's weird because you know the Russo brothers were not planning on using him. Like I'm sure they barely even really cared about him. But he had such a hit with the fans. I wonder if they'll try to bring him back in one way or another. Maybe. Like I'd tol- Tyka's getting that money. Like I would be so excited to see him <laughs> show up in Guardians Three. Like if he's one of the Guardians. That's so smart to put a character that you play yeah. and, is a, yeah. and make him a fan favorite. So that yeah. now you're required to I be can, in. Like, I can do I mean, look yeah. at John Favreau with Happy. His friend mm. needs to get the suit back, the centipede crap. Thing. Yeah, uh, I forgot his name. But yeah. Oh, you're alive! <laughs> <laughs> Meek's alive, everybody. Uh, Meek. <laughs> I love when Loki encounters them on the bridge of the ship and he's like, you look like you're in need of a leader. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> I, just, I love that Loki's compulsion is always to just, he has to be in charge. Yeah. Look at when the, yeah, when the ship shows up and he's like, you're safe. Like, yeah. Oh, Loki. I love, he's just so happy. I love that. I love he and Thor's arc in this too. I love that it's about siblings coming to terms with the shit their parents did to them. We talked yeah. about that with Back to the Future. Like that moment you realize your parents are not infallible. Yeah. Their dad is a literal god. And the moment they realize he's infallible is because their evil sister comes out of a dimension where he trapped her. Like that's shitty parent lies. Yeah. That's, and that also gets back to one thing that, again, one of my criticisms of this movie. Why doesn't anyone care about their mom? Why didn't Hella ever say, where's mom? Good D- is mom yeah. dead? Yeah. Who killed mom? Oh, I think they forgot about her. I mean, yeah. the writers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, they yeah. definitely, they it's totally forgot about to me that Russo. they never yeah. mentioned their mother. That's especially because point. she was such a, the mother was the motivation for Loki in the second film. Yeah. And oh, wow. no mention of her in this one. And he, As, like, especially because Odin drove his kids apart and part of what's kept them together was their relationship with their mom. Mm-hmm. At least with the boys. I mean, yeah. Hela's just mad. I mean, Hela had be. to have had a relationship with her. Yeah. If Unless it was, it was even... a different mom. Yeah, might not and then that's mom. a whole nother subplot then. Yeah. Where's that mom? Is mm. she mad that Hela's dead? Maybe they just like saw all those questions and they were like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> and that's kind of like, as you rewatch this and start to think about things, there's that a tendency when you watch movies to like, this is really good when I watch it, but then the logic starts to step, step yeah. in and you're like, oh shit. I mean, that's and you have I... to ignore all that because that's where all this starts to break down so See, much. And I disagree. I like, still really enjoy this movie. I do, but there's yeah. just little moments where I'm like, mm-hmm. can we at least just get at least one line mentioning I, her? I agree <laughs> that the mom should have been mentioned at some point. But what to what John was saying, like the, the thing about this movie is the other two Thor movies, I love them. But when I'm done with them, I'm done with them. Like I don't walk out going like, oh, I wonder what's happening now. And all that. It's just kind of like, man, whatever. This one made me more excited for the Thor universe. Like I left with questions, but in a good way. Like, Are we this... going to get a Thor universe? No, no. I, totally not. And I, this will probably be the last Thor movie we ever get because they don't want to do part fours. But 
either way, it's like, you know, like this made me go, I'm excited for everything there. Like I was excited about every, like it felt. I actually have a feeling Chris Hemsworth's going to be the one transitional Avenger that stays from phase mm. three to phase four. It's possible. It would be fun for him to be in a third Guardians movie. His mm. other, yeah. his other endeavors, like as an actor, unfortunately, his other endeavors haven't panned out so well. His yeah. quote is still low. He loves the character. I think if they can keep Taika Waititi on, he'll follow him to the ends of the earth. Yeah, and if they're willing to do a fourth movie, which who knows? Yeah, but just, so far, they said no. I think he'll be the transitional because he's how they use Hulk best. He yeah. that moment in the new Avengers trailer. The only time I was genuinely excited was when he and the Guardians meet up. Yeah, yeah, because it makes so much sense and it's still so exciting. Yeah. I yeah. think I have a feeling they're setting Thor up to be the transition from. I hope so phase because because well, I, I know I was, originally I when they were first talking about it, it was going to be Doctor Strange like he was supposed to be like the new point person then his movie came out and everyone went eh and like all right we need to find somebody else now that's why that scene was so important in yeah. this movie in terms of the franchise building because yeah. I think because Thor works on Earth with Doctor Strange he works in space with the Guardians he'll be a yeah. great asset to Carol when she's fighting Kree yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't also, know I can't wait to see Peter Quill respond to Thor. Oh my like, god! To just be yeah. like, I'm, I'm tougher than that guy. You know? like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Quill. No, you're yeah. not. Star Lord, which star? I've been <laughs> See, uh, that's really what the Infinity War is about. It's the War of the Chris's. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we want to say about Thor Ragnarok before we wrap this thing up? Moving to quotes. It's fun. It is a it's lot fun. of fun. It's, right? it's oh, fun. It's colorful. It's I just fun. feel like we have to mention because he's like on my list of hotties and reasons mm. I watch this movie. Just Heimdall was great. I like that he's he got more powers than we realized. Mm. Give him more mm-hmm. to do. Idris it Elba would, forever. Yes, give him more to do. Well, or just let him time, leave. Like I don't think he's a big fan of the Marvel franchise, so if each, he doesn't want to do it, you just stop dragging. There's him not it. like he doesn't have options. Yeah. It was kind of weird for me, though, because each time they would cut to him, I thought we were going into uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah like, if, they, if he had just run into the other guys going, where are you going? Well, we're going to go hide in this mountain. Where are you going? Uh, we're going to go get rid of this ring. Like, it would have made total sense I was just thinking that. I'm like, oh, he'd be really good as Aragorn. He'd be great. <laughs> in that reboot, then I'd watch it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move into quotes. Uh, mine's already been kind of said, so I'll go first. I just need to actually read it word for word. Um, so mine comes uh, when they're after the Hulk and Thor have broken out and uh, the Grandmaster is very upset and he calls up Valkyrie and uh, Loki to yell at them and he starts yelling at them and immediately Loki interrupts and uh, he gets really mad at him and tells him not to interrupt and then what's her name again? I'm forgetting her name. Um, the, no, no, no. The girl oh, to the right. Topaz. Re- Topaz hands him the melt stick and he just looks he's like, why are you handing me the melt stick? He was interrupting. That's not a capital offense. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Such have, a great line. Can I go next for the Grandmaster? Yeah. Okay, so when they're on the ship, the orgy ship, and they turn on the button, and he goes, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. I couldn't stop laughing. I missed like the like 10 minutes after because I just could not stop It's laughing. so good. Mine is also on the ship, so it's right after Valkyrie goes off, and Thor's like, oh, I guess I better go help her. And then Bruce is like, I don't know how to fly this. And I've never related more to Thor than I do in this quote, where Bruce says, I don't know how to fly one of these. And Thor says, you're a scientist. Use one of your PhDs. And then, like, leaves. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be one of my... That was going to be my quote. I'm sorry. All right, uh, I keep losing my quotes. Yeah, oh, no. You got to be quicker in the draw. <laughs> so there's that scene where... Um, Thor's talking to Korg as he's like looking through weapons before the gladiatorial match or whatever. And in this cut back and forth, each uh, shot has a, first of all, has a different weapon in his hand as he's talking. Yeah. That's funny to me. But then he, when uh, Thor's like, well, every time I threw it, it would always come back to me. 
And he goes, uh, well, it sounds like you had a pretty special, intimate relationship with this hammer, and that losing it was almost comparable to losing a loved one. <laughs> <laughs> Just the deadpan, like, yeah, take away TT forever. <laughs> like, I swear to God. Well, I'll just go with the one that was a very poignant one that I already said that wasn't a joke of no banner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's, it's a great moment. Yeah. Great and moment. they didn't make it funny. That entire sequence of him going back to being Bruce Banner was serious. It was very serious. I'm not yeah. going to lie. And I sad. teared up a little bit when they had Natasha's face. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just watched f- Age of Ultron and it was just the exact same thing they used. It's really well done. Yeah. It's one of, it's the like almost the only moment in the movie where it isn't broken by a comedic beat. The one that, the only other one that I'm just going to have a second quote because it was so perfect and it said volumes about the Thor franchise was when Loki's saying, I'm just going to stay here in Sakaar because, you know, I think I do well mm-hmm. here. And he's like, yeah, you do great here. He's like, oh, do you think so little of me, brother? And Thor just looks at him and goes, I thought the world of you. I thought we we're going to yeah. be fighting together forever. And it's not punctuated by a joke. Yeah. It's just this real one raw emotional moment. And it's like, oh, shit, that's really sad. Because you, you can, I like the moment actually. It's played for laughs, but it's really poignant when they're going, when they're in the elevator and he's like, we're not doing good help. We're not doing good help. And then the <laughs> yeah. thing opens and they're doing good help. It should, you get a glimpse of they used to be brothers. They grew yeah. up together. This is a game they've played before. They they used to be tight. And you don't see so much of that in these movies because they're also antagonistic. Oh, Loki in particular is so antagonistic. But there's a moment where you're like, yeah, these, these they're like regular kids probably. Yeah. I think that's they what was really so just need to go this. to therapy. Mm. I think that's what was so neat about this whole movie because he left in the moments where people, Taika Waititi left in the moments where people would break. So most of Tom Hiddleston's scenes, he's just giggling. And you kind yeah. of, it, it, helps play, it helps play into the brotherly aspect of things that was missing for so much mm. of it. Yeah. So review system. I, I, the whole time I was leading up to this one, I was thinking Marvel movies. And now that we're here, I don't think that one's right. Uh, I'll throw it to the table. Does anybody have a good review system? Uh, no, because review system is like the hardest I thing. I know, right? <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Goldblum films. Jeff Gold- Done. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Goldblum films. I like that one. <laughs> okay. I'm going with The Fly. Ooh. Fine. I'm going with Independence Day. I didn't even get to say why I picked The Fly. <laughs> yeah, hold- so I'm going with The Fly uh, because it's just Goldblum at his best and this is what I think is... The most recent Goldblum at his best. Skipping over a few other really great Goldblum movies. I'll go with Independence Day because talk about a movie that knew how to ham it up. Uh, and it's all about saving uh, the world. And you know, not when it's Earth and not uh, Asgard. Uh, and it's about people overcoming their shared experiences and learning to come closer together while fighting and saying jokes. May I? Yes. Jurassic Park because it's a perfect one-off in a mediocre franchise. Yeah. And also Sam Neill is there. <laughs> uh, I'll do the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah. Uh, isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait. Because his thing, like, he's so uh, funny in that. Just and has a smidge. That, <laughs> a shining light in an already funny movie that I enjoyed, but still. All right. Yeah. yeah, that works. Oh, man. Oh, Ray Fine should get it. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say Independence Day, and then I was gonna say Jurassic Park. You got me back for taking your quote. Uh, so I'm gonna say Hideaway, motherfuckers, because I loved that movie when I was a kid, and I don't care if it holds up. Um, I don't even know. And that movie. it's an awesome movie. It's you know it's probably not, uh, but I really remember it being an awesome movie. Pirate and movie. I, Jeff Goldblum's not in that, um, but but because I really enjoyed Hideaway, and because you guys took my other answers. <laughs> Okay. That's the best reasoning ever. 
so I was going to say what's coming up next week, but I honestly have no clue because I don't know when this one's coming out. Um, Be a better moderator, jeez. You know what? I'm getting a lot of things done in a very little amount of time, so people can be patient. I'm making life. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm making podcasts. Same difference. Me. I don't know sometimes if I need to fart or if I'm just getting kicked. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So. That is, I, yep, that's right. Yep. <laughs> Pregnancy, everybody. Yeah. Do not want. So final round of plugs here. Uh, check us out, ATHpod.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes where you should rate and review us. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, we're also supposedly going to be on Spotify here at somewhat, some point according to our hosting service, but they never said when. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's it for me. Anybody else something to plug? I just realized Hideaway is actually really about victimizing women, so maybe I shouldn't have picked that. <laughs> so no plug for Hideaway. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy, anything to plug? Uh, Superstore. There you go. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Oh, there was a new Grinch trailer out this week, which won't be this week by the time you're listening to this podcast. But, you know. The you movie like, will already be out by the time. <laughs> yeah. If you like Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent as Doctor Strange, you're crazy. But yeah, you might like his great. American accent as the Grinch, which is slightly better. It's definitely better. <laughs> it's Illumination's prettiest movie. There. I'll say something positive. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. So thank you, Sam, for coming out for I don't even know how many weeks in a row at this point. Um, what is it? Three? Four? Three weeks. Three. Yeah. Nice. Five episodes. Three I'm weeks. Happy. Gunning for my job. Yep. No, I'm just their booty call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it. Bye.